the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest was a regular. If you watch Tucker Carlson, you saw my next guest. See, but he's much more than just a guest. He's an author, journalist, contributing editor at The Spectator. If I remember correctly, I even read an article of his in Playboy magazine. Simply for the articles is why I was always a subscriber. Chadwick Moore has a new book out called Tucker. It comes out July 18th. Chadwick, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate all that you've done. I really do. I, I, I've read you for a while now, and I've always appreciated your perspective and your take on things. I'm interested to know what your take is on what the firing excuse was to get rid of a very controversial figure who covered very uncomfortable topics for the status quo in the gangster government. How do you view it? Well, I have sources that have intimate knowledge of the situation that have assured me that the reason that Fox canceled his show and, and we have to be, he, he's still not fired. He's still an employee of Fox News. And I flip up and say fired all the time because that technology is in our minds, but he's still actually a, an employee of Fox. He just got his paycheck the other day. He told me it's almost paycheck. Uh, but what they've assured me is that it was a condition in the settlement with Dominion and that this agreement was reached just moments before the two parties were about to go to trial. Uh, Dominion, both Dominion and Fox have denied this. Uh, Dominion's wording in their denial is a little, um, uh, a little hyper-technical, you might say. That doesn't necessarily mean, it, you know, the, as the lawyers tend to do, it's a little suspicious. But this is what, uh, this is what I've been assured. Now, this news was out there. Uh, uh, previously, people had reported on it, and I heard this from my sources even before I read those articles. Uh, there was also a, a producer at Fox who's on a hidden camera video on Twitter saying this as well. I don't know that producer. He's not one of my sources. Uh, but that seems to be uh, what happened from what I understand. You know, Chadwick, I find this stuff very interesting because there's a lot of roots of corruption and corporatism in our society. And they often play both sides of the fence. And I like this topic because I think it, it, it kind of distracts people from the reality that there are companies that had major share uh, holdings in both Dominion and Fox News. It was really a shocking settlement when you think of a company that has a revenue of $100 million and gets a settlement for nearly a billion dollars. A settlement that I think you could have fought eight ways to Tuesday, and I understand I'm from Chicago. I understand corrupt Democrat judges, believe me. But are you shocked by the lack of resistance and the immediate agreement to give someone a billion dollars? And if you look at who owns stock in both Dominion and Fox News, it traces to BlackRock and the rest of it. 
could that be at play here and, and they be feeding us this excuse? Because I remember Tucker Carlson almost siding with Dominion and rejecting the Kraken, Sidney Powell, and the rest of it. You're right. He did He did reject. He pushed back against Sidney Powell uh, very strongly on his show, and he did not push these theories uh, about the voting machines being rigged really at all. Uh, he was highly skeptical. Uh, I've, I heard a lot of people talking about exactly what you're saying, and it seems like that some of these investors are simply paying themselves through this settlement. What I've understood, what, what people told me is, uh, you know, the, the biggest, why, why everyone is left scratching their heads is they're saying, why would Fox get rid of their number one host? I mean, not only did they lose $767 million in the settlement, but they've lost countless, you know, however many billions in time will show because they got rid of Tucker, and a lot of people... The ratings are tanked. A lot of people left and never coming back. So why would they do this? And what I was told is that the reason they uh, settled and wanted to settle is that they desperately didn't want Rupert Murdoch to testify. Uh, and uh, he was going to have to, that, that Fox actually felt they would win the suit if they went to court. But that was, they just couldn't have Rupert testify for whatever reason. And uh, that's why they reached a settlement. Now, when I asked, you know, why would they get rid of Parker? This doesn't seem like it makes any sense. And I, I was simply told that people who dealt with these executives were simply saying they did not understand his power. They didn't understand that his brand was as powerful, if not more powerful than their own. They simply looked at it as Fox is invincible. They still think they're the Fox News of 20 years ago. They thought, you know, we got rid of Bill O'Reilly. We got rid of Megyn Kelly. We'll survive this. Nothing bad happened. They essentially treated Tucker as no different than if they, you know, got rid of Harris Faulkner from outnumbered. Uh, and and but what I understand now is that they are kind of freaking out and realizing oh, a huge mistake that was. Chadwick, I'm interested kind of in your perspective, and I'll tell you, you bring a unique perspective to this because you started out as somebody who was a journalist and reporter, and you your opinion kind of stayed true to principles while the rest of the nation was unmoored from principles, for lack of a better word. And Tucker Carlson attracted those kind of people, people like me. People who want to argue against the Leviathan of corruption, which is the government, who want to tear apart the military industrial complex, who want answers from the CIA, who want answers from Big Pharma and the corporatists that pay and own all media. And then the, what I think was the nail in his coffin. And when I heard he got fired, I said, what took so long was what he exposed of January 6th. Proving beyond the shadow of a doubt, it is a psyop inside job from Ray Epps to now what we know are admitted over hundred a hundred FBI agents that were in the crowd stoking the, the the so-called insurrection, and this is uncomfortable evidence in particular when he has thousands and thousands of hours of footage that prove these allegations, and he was the only reporter, so why not put him on ice, which is what these scoundrels at Fox did which I think they should call it Schlitz News, because that's what I see as its future. And it's smarter <laughs> than firing him, don't you think? Well, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I saw his uh, monologue that he planned to read on air the night of April 24th when he was fired. He had written his monologue that morning. He sent it off as, to his producers. And then he got a call from Suzanne Scott at 11 a.m. saying, uh, your show is being taken off the air. Thank you very much. Goodbye. No explanation. And that monologue was about January 6th. It was about Ray Epps. And it was also, in a darkly ironic twist, it was about AOC and other people in government trying to get his show taken off the air. So that's what he was going to talk about on air that night before they pulled his show. And I, and I do know that. I remember hearing um, that more Democrats than Republicans, by, normal, by declared party affiliation, watch Tucker. 
he attracted people who were like how I describe myself. I'm not a conservative. Conservatism is something that I don't understand the definition of. And the ones who, who, who wave the flag of conservatives repulse me. I'm a classic liberal. I believe in Americanism and principles of the Enlightenment. That's who Tucker Carlson attracted. He started to get those people who were lifelong Democrats, but understood the game of corporatism that we've all been sold by this duopoly of corruption called Republicans and Democrats. I think he was the biggest threat to the establishment Republicans than he was the Democrats. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And this is a huge theme in the book. And it was also a huge theme in his show is that he, he did. He had the more Democrats, more 18 to 49 year old, the target demographic. Uh, he was the number one show of 18 to 49 year old Democrats on cable news, which most people don't know. And uh, he, he a staple on his show was always the disaffected liberal, the liberal who speaks out, the liberal who, you know, as they say, got red pilled, who then re- received a backlash. And that's how I was introduced to his show. I was on his first show when it moved into the eight o'clock time slot and and weirdly i was also on the last show on april 21st that we didn't know it was gonna be the last show but that was a huge core of his audience and those were also people that don't typically watch cable news but they did watch cable news for him and they got cable news subscriptions just for him uh and it was these people who are sick of the uniparty and they're growing more and more every day and they have been growing for many years and he was the voice for that in the mainstream and i think what's most upsetting to a lot of people is because I, I, I feel like you and I are probably similar politically, a kind of civil libertarian guy, you know, just, and that's exactly how Tucker's views are. And uh, I think what's most upsetting to a lot of people is that he was the only, or, or, we know that he'll go on and he will continue talking and as soon as he's allowed to and doing his thing and, and will take a new form. But, but our leaders don't care what happens on Twitter. Our leaders don't care what happens on the internet. They do care what happens on cable news. And, they, and he had their ear when he was at Fox. And now I think why it's so upsetting to a lot of people and why it kind of feels like a death is that our voice is no longer out there and, and our leaders are no longer forced to listen to it as they were when he was on Fox. But the beauty of our system of capitalism, the only place I really disagree with the hard left is they keep turning to their abuser for help, which I would love a conversation with a couple of these guys. However, the beauty of our system as it exists is there's always an opportunity. And I think the exciting part of what we're living through in American dark ages is you can rebuild this and you can get people from from where you used to populate and me and the rest of my audience. We're the real Americans who believe in the Enlightenment, who believe in the principles of Americanism. And we are the ones that want to see the end of corporatism, the end of this foreign boondoggle of money laundering through foreign policy, not to mention the death of war and mayhem that we're experiencing now. And the corruption in big pharma, the removal and tearing down the military industrial complex, and more importantly, the removal of these bureaucrats who are government supremacists, and they're playing this country like a fiddle. And I'm wondering, do you think that'll happen on Twitter, or will Tucker Carlson, who has a name now, to start his own network and his own Fox News? How do you see the future? I'm curious. He's going to... Start off on Twitter, and he's going to see how that goes. Twitter's relaunching a new uh, video platform. I believe it's called X Video that it hopes to compete with YouTube, and that's where he's going to initially start off. I think a lot of that is because his contract doesn't exclude him from doing that, but I'm not completely certain about that. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, he was, uh, they were going to start a Tucker Carlson network, and this is another example how disconnected Fox was. 
this was this was common knowledge among many people at Fox because they recognized the power of his brand and his message. And the executives said, no, no, we think that Fox Nation is the future. We're just going to give you two little shows on Fox Nation. And that was that. Uh, again, missing this opportunity. So there was talk of this at one point. I'm not sure what that looks like going forward with him, but um, but uh, it, it certainly is a possibility. And I know that they're going to first start off on Twitter and they're going to see if they like the product and how it goes, but they know in no way feel bound to stay there. One of the, the topics I love that he would touch upon is the corruption in a agency that we've been indoctrinated from the time we are children to um, believe is beyond reproach, and that is the CIA. The CIA, and, their, and when he did the expose, which was right, on the JFK assassination, that's when I thought for sure he'd be removed. I'm wondering, was there pressure from that point on? Or was it a culmination of just everything, in particular exposing the money laundering scheme that's called Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, Ukraine was something I very specifically asked about. And, and if you look at any issue, he was the counter-narrative on almost all of these issues. So there's any one thing that could have had you know, some investor, some person, want, or it could be a culmination of all of them to want to take him out. Um, I, you know, I asked him about Ukraine specifically because for some reason that I thought perhaps, you know, there's so much money in war, we can't have him out there exposing what a thug Zelensky is. And uh, he said to me, uh, you know, the Murdochs are very pro-Zelensky. Um, they support the war effort. They know that I do not. And he said, you know, when things were, when I was coming under a lot of fire for that, uh, Lachlan Murdoch came to my house, had dinner with me, and said, acknowledge how much they disagree, but let him do what he wanted to do. And, and Tucker, Tucker is very gracious. And, he, and this, I'm talking to him after, he, after a show was canceled. And he said to me, uh, he was always grateful for that, and he doesn't think it was necessarily anything from the Murdoch side about his content per se. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it seems like there are outside forces that that twisted the hand on this. Uh, even though the Murdochs are very different in their views than than his views, he always had editorial independence. Uh, now, whether that sharply changed or not, I do not know, and neither does he. But this is what he told me. One of the things that he was great at was bringing attention to people who have probably never been looked at by the right, or the so-called right, uh, people like Aaron Mante and Greenwald and the Gray Zone. He also brought light to WikiLeaks. And I have felt for a long time WikiLeaks was a wonderful institution that gave people the platform to become true whistleblowers. Um, when he exposed the, these guys to the right, did they have a massive uptick in attention afterwards? I'm curious. Well, I think that it probably, in, in similar to... to my experience is they, they discovered that they were in good company on the right and that they had been lied to their entire lives about what the white right was like. I mean, Tucker is such a gateway for so many people like that for the reasons that you mentioned earlier, uh, his anti-corporatism, his, his, his anti-war stances, uh, his civil libertarian attitude towards life. And this, uh, that I think that for people like that, you know, I, I remember I've been following Glenn Greenwald for a long time. He was a regular on the show, and I remember, and I've watched his evolution on these matters, and of course, he was a staple on Carlson's show. Uh, and um, I don't even know if he calls himself a, a liberal socialist anymore, whatever he used to. Um, so that's interesting. And those people always did have a home on his show. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, was, used to get toast when he was out of, when he was, um, yeah. when Tucker was away, uh, which is very interesting. Um, and she's, you know, she's a liberal, um, but you would never normally see that on another Fox show. Well, Chadwick, I think that's the greatest threat to the establishment that um, is ruling over us and giving us this kabuki government uh, act that we see before us, that the fix is in. And I think what I've always said, I think what will save this country are people like me who have been categorized as conservative or on the right. 
and people like you were formerly and like Aaron Maté and Glenn Greenwald and a lot of these people, once they understand I'm a capitalist, not a corporatist. And too often those those are bastardized. And 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 the left thinks that these people support the Black Rocks, the Goldman Sachs, and the scandal that is our, our our economy today. We do not. So I think that they have to keep a fence up. And Tucker Carlson um was opening that fence. He was the gateway you speak of and they had to get rid of him. I can't wait to get your book. Where can we go now to pre order it? And uh where can we go to, to see you and, and read your articles? I'm sure you can go to TuckerTheBook.com, uh, and you can order directly from the publisher there, or also there's website, uh, there's links there to where you can order TuckerTheBook.com. Uh, it's also on Amazon, Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, basically anywhere that books are sold. Uh, and for me, you can find me on Twitter at Chadwick underscore more, uh, and you can check out my work at The Spectator. Uh, I've got clips on my website. It needs to be updated, but clips on my website, which is ChadwickMoore.com, and again, for the book, TuckerTheBook.com. Thank you for making yourself available. If you ever need anything in the future, please do so again. I look forward to seeing you on the new network as we all kick in the teeth of Fox News and Rupert Murdoch has to sell his stuff. All right? Awesome. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.